Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks, and hacks for a way to live better. And joining with me today is Will Polston. Will is an award-winning mindset strategist and aims to empower you to be able to fulfill your full potential in life and make it happen. Will, great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thank you very much for having me, Roy. Will, by way of a, a bit of background, go into a bit more detail about um, your, your experience and what make it happen is and what you're up to. Yeah, of course. So the, in, in its most basic form, we, we hear it make it happen, take people from where they are to where they want to be. And we've got a, we've got a process in the, the way that we do that. So I've had the pleasure of working with a whole host of different people from celebrities, professional athletes, business owners, those at the lowest of the lows. And essentially, we, we enable them to gain clarity, take more action, um, hold them accountable. And in doing that, they get amazing results. They live an amazing lifestyle, but make a difference along the way. So that's what we're doing with Make it Happen. That's fantastic. And how did that all come about for you? So I, I grew up with a belief that money equaled happiness. So I went off on this tangent to earn as much money as I could, as early as I could. I started doing that and that was when I first fell into personal development. And what was interesting at the time was the more personal development I did, the more money I earned. So I got more and more and more into personal development because I had this belief that, that money equaled happiness. And then one day, sort of 10 years later, I realized I had what I call my lightning moment when I realized it was nothing to do with money. But that belief that I had had come from essentially wanting to rescue my dad and my mum, my mum and dad. And from that moment on, I decided that I didn't want anyone else to have to go through the pain, not physical pain, but the emotional and mental pain that I went through growing up as a result of having this belief. And what I want to do now is enable people to become the best version of themselves, not just to benefit them, but to benefit their family, their friends, their community, society, humanity, have what I call the ripple effect. And, um, you know, that sounds all very, very familiar to me. <laughs> I think I think so many people, we, we, we grow up and we, we just, we're like sponges, aren't we? Just We just see what we see. I mean, the thing for me was, uh, so I've, I've got two uncles, where it really sort of started from was I've got two uncles. One's a billionaire, one's a multi-multi-millionaire. My dad always did okay, but then when he went to... Uh, to, to, to quit his job, which he hated. He was always stressed and frustrated and he used to bring home and have a short temper. He went to quit and set up a business with one of my uncles and that didn't happen. He got very depressed. And where I created this belief from was, well, there's Uncle Mark, he's a billionaire, he's really happy. There's Uncle Steve, he's a multimillionaire, he's really happy. Yeah, Dad used to work in the city, he hated his job, he used to get frustrated and he was stressed, but he's a lot happier now. Oh, sorry, he's a lot happier then than he was when he was depressed. So for me, at 11 years old, 12 years old, it was obvious that money equaled happiness. And it's amazing how these, these, these sort of um, situations that we, we see, we just take on as, as belief systems when, when we're not aware, when we're not conscious of what's actually really going on. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So, um, and what, what was the, 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 the swap for you? How did you start to realize that, that those two things didn't match up and what changed? So it, it was at uh, an event with a guy that you, you might be familiar with called Tony Robbins. 
mm-hmm. about six yeah. years ago, and he was telling his Thanksgiving story. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Thanksgiving story, but it was it's one that then prompted him to set up uh, Basket Brigade, which has done phenomenal things for many, many years now. And his story was almost identical to mine. He had a dad that was making excuses. So the thing that my dad always used to say was, they just got lucky. So he used to make these excuses. They just got lucky. They just got lucky. Now, in, sto- in Tony's story, it was his dad saying, we don't accept charity. So it was this form of excuse. And he, he it was very, very similar. But except for there wasn't um, uh, the uncle in this situation. It was someone that was giving them food at Thanksgiving, a stranger was giving them Thanksgiving. And there were so many similarities. And I just thought, well, if this guy has just spent the last four decades empowering people to achieve what's possible and not make those excuses and he's getting a huge amount of fulfillment out of it then why don't I do the same you know I can I can change my way of thinking and I can I can help people and I, I genuinely get so much fulfillment out of, of seeing other people achieve what they're capable of like genuinely nothing for me is a, a better feeling and when I was also connecting the dots back I worked in sales at the time I was finding I was getting more fulfillment out of growing a team and training my team to achieve great results and I was from actually getting the results myself so when I was looking at sort of it backwards all the dots kind of connected so I thought well let's let's look at doing that in a bigger way I like it I like it and um so and so now um we spoke uh, a bit before we started with the podcast that you've recently decided to take a break from booze um give me a bit uh-huh. of background into that and um how are you finding it yeah, I, I so to, again to give you a bit of background, so I played rugby since I was four years old. So in a big rugby culture with all the lads, big drinking culture. I play ice hockey as well. Big drinkers, beers after every game. It's 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 one of those things. And I've 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 always been quite a social guy. When I used to work in the city, I was out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and yeah, I, but but I've never drunk daily so I've never had beers at home and just got home of an evening and had a beer and then sometimes I would go months without having a beer but then when I did go out I would drink to an absolute extreme and what happened for me or also six years ago now which is quite interesting was I lost uh, about 150,000 pounds and a, uh, I was I was trading at the time and I, I lost that money well that, that figure pre-tax and I just sort of got on with it and worked through it and some things some things happened for me. Uh, I was earning a lot of money at the time. I was like, I'll earn it back. Um, just as I had lost that money, ironically, uh, I was buying my, my first house. So I borrowed some of the money from my uh, my mum to still be able to do it. That money was her inheritance. And then from that time, every time I used to drink alcohol, I used to drink to an absolute extreme to the point where I would pass out. And I never really knew why. I, I just drink lots and lots and lots and lots. And then it, it occurred to me earlier on this year that what's happening is that I really want to be able to pay my mum back and do what, what I, I intend on doing. And I've been working through that. But what really got to me was that by me going out and getting absolutely battered on a Friday or Saturday, I would come into work and I'd feel like 60% on Monday, 70% on Tuesday, 80% Wednesday, 90% Thursday, and then I feel about 100% for one day. So I was only getting real, really one full day of productivity out of my week. And then I'd go out and I'd drink again on the Friday night, I'd drink again on the Saturday night. And I thought to myself, the thing that I say I want to do the most is 
be able to pay this money back to my mum so then she can retire and she can sort of do what she wants to do and that's something I say that I want to do but and then I realised I'm not being congruent with myself my, my intent my actions my intentions are I want to clear this thing with mum so she can do what she wants to do my actions are saying something different by me going out every weekend whereas if I just decided to stop drinking I could shorten the time frame dramatically by putting all the extra energy time and energy and effort in with work and clear that a lot quicker then at least, at least she's got the choice to retire should she want to and uh, and that was when I made the decision and I, I made that decision back in May May the 18th uh, earlier on this year I was it was on my 29th birthday and I said that's it I'm gonna I'm gonna quit for a year minimum and uh, I, I'm gonna use that as the reason as why I'm gonna uh, as, as why I'm gonna stop drinking because I, I I'm a big believer in the symptoms over drinking whatever else it might be or as a result of the cause if you deal with the cause the symptoms go so my theory hasn't been proven yet because I haven't cleared the, uh, the the debt just yet, but as soon as I've done that, then I'd like to think that should then I choose to drink, there's not this un subconscious desire to want to sort of uh, numb any pain that uh, I hadn't been conscious to before. Absolutely, absolutely. There are obviously some some other factors at play as well, other than I mean, trauma is a major part of it. So our own traumas and the stuff that happened in. In the past, and the shame we carry, all those things, that baggage we carry around with us. There's also other factors that um, that, that create that, and you know, one of them is your is your experience with rugby. Um, and we talked about mm-hmm. this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast um, with, uh, with, a, with a with a rugby player about how there are these institutions like university, college, rugby, army, um, football, you know, sport in general, a lot of sports, and that is changing where you learn to create an identity of drinking alcohol. Um, and it really solidifies w- along with your identity. Um, and part of the journey of taking a break from alcohol um, is to rewire that association um, and rewire the associations of, I need alcohol to have fun, I need alcohol to be successful, I need alcohol to have a good time, et cetera, et cetera. And you, do it, you learn it by doing while you're on your year. So I mean, massive congrats on, um, on, your, on your alcohol-free journey so far. We definitely need to get you, um, I'll, I'll get you the, the um, logins and stuff so we can get you on the one year no beer um, journey and um, you can see how we get people thinking about um, alcohol differently to really cultivate that, that exact change. But there's something I was going to ask you in that which is um, um, really important. I think something I resonated strongly with is you talking about your mum and your dad and how much that is a uh, is a is a driving force for your decisions. Um, so, what sort of work while you're on this journey, other than just taking a break from alcohol, are you doing to to um, work through that stuff, those triggers, um, and the stuff of the past? So, the first thing is just acceptance. So, ultimately, acceptance I think is is a really key thing for so many people that they will live in denial for so long, and then it, eventually they get to acceptance. So, one thing is just accepting it is what it is, and being very aware of the the situation. Then, from a more practical perspective of changing the situation as it stands at the moment, is I'm looking at putting in measures 
to speed up that process of dealing with the cause. So in this particular instance, taking certain business decisions that are helping accelerate that journey to enable, in this instance, the debt to be repaid quicker and, and, and focusing on those kind of things from a more practical standpoint. I like it. Um, so when, you, when you're focusing on your personal development now, um, and, and this is what you are a leader for, is helping people with, with, uh, on their personal development journey, what does your personal development journey look like? Um, uh, it, 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 give us some milestones about you know, maybe how it started and um, what the key turning points in your personal development journey were. Sure. So there's, there's, been, uh, there's, there's been a few. So I, I started with what I call, well, I suppose it really started with when my dad was depressed and I created this belief that money equaled happiness. Then when I went into the... The, the investment sales world and I started doing personal development. The first book I ever read was a book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, uh, talking about the law of attraction. I sort of backtracked that to everything I'd achieved at quite an ambitious, uh, as an ambitious teenager, I was like, well, this made sense. Everything that they're talking about, I've applied and I can see how I've got these results. I then enhanced that. What was really interesting for me was when I then did nothing. So I decided I wanted to empower people, set up a limited company, set up a business bank account, did next to nothing for two years until I was on holiday at the time because I'd had this belief that I, I needed to have achieved X. I needed to be successful before I could start making a difference to people. I had this big vision of success in my head of someone who's got very successful businesses and doing certain things. Now, ironically, that holiday that I was on, where I had my second lightning moment, which I'll share in a second, I had a, a renewable energy business where we had 85 staff turning over just over just under a million pounds a month. Government changed legislation, killed the whole business. So uh, that was a, an, another moment where things sort of hadn't gone to plan uh, as an understatement. And and then I was reading a book called The, he uh, the Hero by Rhonda Byrne, also ironically, and it talks about a guy called Mastin Kip and how he how his career got kicked off and it was when he got, got retweeted. So he used to post motivational quotes on Twitter every day and one day he got retweeted by Kim Kardashian. He went from 1,000 followers to 10,000 followers overnight and that was my second lightning moment because I realized that all I needed to be taking was micro steps, tiny little steps that would compound over the longer period of time to build into what it did. And then that did for me. So I literally did a, a quote a day for a week. I started posting. Then I realized, hold on a minute, some people don't go on social media every every morning. They go in the evening. So let's do a quote in the morning, in the afternoon. After two weeks, I decided to set up a website. After three months, I had a 10,000 strong social media following. And then I went off and studied academically. So I've become a neuro-linguistic programming master practitioner. I've become an accredited master coach. I've become a member of the International Coach Federation. I'm the youngest British man in the world to be a member of the ICF. Um, and I'm just constantly on this process, on this uh, journey now of, of wanting to learn how I can constantly be improving myself and then in becoming more and more aware of myself, enabling that to share with, with other people from uh, a, a coaching perspective as opposed to mentoring them on how they can achieve what it is that they want to too. When you start to see the results of investing in your personal development and it starts to improve not just physically but mentally it it, it becomes so I'm, i was going to use the word addictive but definitely the wrong word um on the subject matter of this podcast it just becomes more a way the, the way you want to be 
Um, and I know for me, I, I, do you have a do you have a trigger word which you live by? I mean, I know for, for me, I I live by leading by example, um, and um, that's that that's what really drives me. And on the flip side, a word that really triggers me is selfish. So I use that in my phrase. So I say, if I don't do what uh, needs to get done today, then um, I'm being selfish. I must lead by example. Um, and I sort of use a negative and a positive to drive me. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, we have two drivers. We have a driver to move away from pain, a driver to move towards pleasure. Generally, the majority of the population, we will do more to avoid pain than we will to do to drive to move towards pleasure. So having that that both ends of the spectrum and having that awareness is really important. My trigger word is congruent. Are you congruent? And when I talk about congruent, I mean, do your actions meet your intentions? So that's something that, that I'm constantly asking myself, right, well, how congruent are you? And uh, I'm, I'm coming back to that. And I'm, I'm exactly the same as you. I've, I've got things that I really don't want to be. And, uh, and, and that for me is, is not being able to be an example, not being able to make a difference. And they, they drive me in very similar ways to how um, sort of being selfish does for you from sort of your, your pain, from your pain driver, for sure. Yeah. Let me jump back. And, um, the ADHD means that I love to jump all over the place. Um, but let me jump back to um, your relationship with alcohol, your changing relationship with alcohol. Um, is there any insights about the beginning of this, the first month that you want to share um, that you felt changing and the journey for it or any overall um, and then maybe is there anything that surprised you so far that you didn't think would happen that has happened since removing alcohol so I think for me the the the, the big thing that has made life a lot easier for me is the reason why I'm doing it is so strong so as you do mates going come on have a drink it's only one all that stuff that you get I was so adamant in my decision no I'm not doing this because it's not about me I'm not just doing it for the sake of doing it I'm doing it because I've got a really strong reason I really tapped into that reason as to why I wanted to do it and in my instance it actually wasn't about me so I've actually got a TEDx talk called it's not about you and I believe we do more for others than we do for ourselves so if you're someone that's thinking about doing this you might find it easier to identify a reason outside of yourself to to actually do this. So yeah, it's going to benefit you, but who else will benefit as a result of you choosing to make this decision? That's certainly something that's helped me. In terms of the surprise, um, I'm, I'm surprised at how quickly I fill the time with other stuff, actually. That's that's probably the thing that <laughs> I've found. Um, there is a busy man if ever there was one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it, it's, it's, it's amazing uh, how how I, how I make those choices. And also, I mean, I, like I said, I was never really, I was always quite an extremist. I was never really, well, I've had one or two or three beers. I was like, I'm not drinking or I'm going all out. And uh, and that was, that was, that was something that uh, has, has been interesting. But the ability to still go out now and socialize and I suppose, step, I think most of us have it, let's face it, when we have a drink, we, we have a drink, we get that little bit more confident, we get that little bit more uh, bold and the ability to ha to be able to do that without the need to have that drink because of being fearful of what other people might think, I guess has enabled me to step into being more 
of who I am yeah. all of the time. Yeah. So actually, it's 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 hitting your congruency is is, is yeah. key then because it's actually hitting your key word. Um, so I think uh, uh, just reflecting a bit on a lot of what you've said, awareness is very key, um, and realizing where our own congruencies fall down, our own where hang on a minute, if I'm being congruent here and it's about personal development and it's about these things, and I feel more myself if I'm not drinking, then well, two plus two equals four, right? Um, and that's that's a part of awareness, and I think you have to go through a process of removing alcohol, which you've done in order to get that awareness. In fact. Well, that's why we created One Year No Beer, because the fastest way to understand your relationship with alcohol and whether you want it in your life is not to try and control it, reduce it, moderate it, which all the science says doesn't work, is to take a break, probably an extended break, and allows you to see it for what it really is and um, become you again. One thing you really hit on, which I just want to resonate very strong with, is, is, is that your reason why is so strong. So uh, part of our program, um, we get people to write down their reasons why. And it's one of those ones where you just really want to sit alone somewhere and cry and write deeply about the things that you, you, that you really get deep. And the deeper you get, the stronger there is these reasons why my kids, this, work, whatever, the more powerful you have is that, that moment to stand against the peer pressure when you're out drinking. Exactly what you said. Um, and, you know, your, your, your whole situation reminds me of a situation with my father. You know, he smoked and smoked and smoked. He had a stroke. Um, this is quite a number of years ago, and he wouldn't stop smoking. And he had, I had a habit that he really disliked. Um, and I turned around to him and said, look, you won't smoke, stop smoking for yourself. But will you stop smoking for me? I will stop doing this if you stop doing that. And um, he was like, really? You would do that for me? And, you know, that was strong enough for him because that meant that two years thereafter, he didn't touch another cigarette. Actually, he went back to having the occasional one. Um, but he stopped for two years because he was using external leverage, exactly as you said. So I just really wanted to reiterate that point because it's so powerful. If you are struggling to stop drinking uh, or struggling to control a habit for yourself, then go and listen to, um, uh, it sounds like go and listen to Will's TEDx talk, which is called It's Not About You. Is that right? Yeah, it's not about you. Brilliant. Um, TEDx talk, Will Paulson, it's not about you. I'll make sure it's in the show links. We'll probably fire it out in the, in the newsletter um, to make sure that people see it uh, because that kind of leverage really helps. How about giving me some insight into, and, and maybe sharing with the rest of us, what, in your experience, what do you think is the one thing that holds people back um, from making change um, through personal development, what do you think is the one, the most common thing you see? So personally, I, I think it's clarity. Okay. So the the thing that, in, so in my experience, like I said, my my coaching philosophy, it's it's very simple. What what I try and do, and I've done for years, is take really complicated things and make them very simple. So for me, success, however you define it, success is subjective. Whatever success looks like for you is created as a result of having clarity taking action and being held accountable the reason that people don't take the action they want which is what creates the success let's face it is is having that clarity so clarity of where they are clarity of where they want to get to clarity of what those those steps are in, in my opinion excellent um, in that case what would be your top tip for going out and getting clarity <laughs> is, is begin with the end in mind so 
it, all the work that I do with my clients, nothing is really revolutionary. I'm taking some real simple stuff, but simple stuff that a lot of people just don't do. Like you said earlier with, with people, one of the, the best ways of really getting a result for them is to – to, to just write down the reasons why and literally sit there with a blank pen and paper and, and take some time out and really think hard. And I get people to really think hard about what it is that they really want. And so many people, they will overestimate what they can do in a year, but they'll underestimate what they can do in 10. And I get people to think of what are your ultimate goals? Like what is it you truly want ultimately in every area of your life, health, um, family, relationships, social life, attitude, career, business, financially, in terms of your own personal growth and personal development, what is it you really want? What does ideally life look like? And then reverse engineer the process. So then go 10 year, five year, three year, one year, 90 days, 30 days, weekly, because it's a lot easier to reverse engineer something and work backwards than it is to work forwards. I like that. Excellent. Begin with the end in mind. Um, you're giving us some really functional stuff here to get cracking on with. So, Will, you've got, um, you've got an event coming up, um, a very, very exciting event. Tell us all a bit more about that. Of course. So, yeah, we've got, we've got an event running in December, December 1st and 2nd down in London called the Personal Development Event of the Year. And one of my big things is collaboration over competition. And I, I, I re I'm a firm believer in that a lot of people, I call them the good eggs in the industry, a lot of good eggs in the industry, what they're looking to do is yeah. get together and we can we, we can all help each other get the same result, which is people achieving what it is they're capable of. And by doing that, we can um, create better results. So I'm flying over Dr. John Martini from The Secret, which he's very well known for. Uh, he's a world-leading authority on human behavior has been for the best part of four decades. I'm flying over Jarek Robbins, Michelle Zelli, Nikki V, Stephen Doran, a whole host of real personal development experts to come together for the weekend to be around hundreds of other like-minded people and to upskill in a way of personal development that's going to enable you to have life-changing results. Everything from purpose to living to your calling values to uh, creating real wealth to identifying the law of the attraction, uh, law of attraction, and uh, neuro linguistic programming and goal setting. You name it, anything that's real, really personal development basis. We're, we're putting it together in one weekend wow. for people to to finish the year strong and start 2019 with the very best start they can have. That sounds absolutely fantastic. So, um, and um, Dr. John Demartini, you know, um, really a, 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 an amazing human being, and, and you listed off a whole bunch of others there. So, and um, how do people find out more about the event? So, the easiest way to find out about it is just head to personaldevelopmenteventoftheyear.co.uk, and then you can find out more about the event there, or connect with me on social media, just Will Polston on Instagram, on uh, on Facebook, and uh, of course we've, we've got a, a fair bit of information on it on social media right now too. I mean that just sounds amazing, Will. Um, and what about uh, cheeky me asking? But what about if we um, offer uh, the one you know be a list listeners a special kind of discount? Is there anything we can do there? Yeah, of course. Um, I see what we'll do. So right now there is a discount for people that are that are buying because we've still got a, a bit of time before the event. And there's an upgrade currently. But what we'll do is we'll do a double upgrade for any one year no beer listeners. So if they just ping you an email saying, like, I've listened to the podcast, I want to go to the event, then we 
you let us know and then we can sort out a double upgrade for them so they will basically either end up with an elite ticket or an access all areas ticket as an upgrade wow that sounds awesome um so um Okay, that sounds brilliant. Well done, Will. And so either shoot an email to us, info at oneyearnobeer.com, and we can get that across to, or how do they email your team, Will? Or if they could just email uh, info at make-it-happen.co.uk, the the parent company, and uh, so it's info at make-it-happen.co.uk, and then we can sort that out for them as well. Brilliant. Um, it's such a great time just before uh, all the crazy crazy festivities to um, be getting clear on what you want to do for um, 2018. We were we were hoping to put on another event at the tail end of this year, but it's just been so totally crazy. So um, I think uh, you know if I wasn't busy myself, I'd be getting myself down there. But um, it'd be maybe Andy will get across to the event and um, we can we can post about it in our groups. Um, there's one thing you know, and you'll notice this yourself. We are so far behind in the UK on investing in ourselves compared to the US. Um, and um, you know, it's exciting you bringing these these heavyweights over from the US that you know people can get a chance to really um, get in front of. So um, awesome. So. Um, as a as a little summary to our our conversation so far, I think the the most you know the the biggest things we've discussed are making sure that the reason why is so strong. Um, Will clearly has a very strong reason why with his mum. That's very compelling for him and and holds him steady in in um, you know whenever he's out there uh, getting peer pressure or feeling judged. Um, write them down. Um, clarity is the first step to changing personal development and start with the end in mind. Um, and the beautiful comment he made about micro steps, you know, take those little micro steps. What are the little bits and pieces that we can do today and think about it in terms of those micro steps? Because every little bit you do, just that little bit of meditation or that little improvement is taking you closer towards that end game. Um, making sure that we're working on the source of the reasons that, you know, why were we drinking? Why do we have these negative habits? Try to work on the source of those. Um, if you haven't got a trigger word, that, that, that you live by, then what is it? You know, for Will, it's congruency or congruent. Um, and that's a very, very powerful word. Don't forget to watch Will's TEDx talk. It's not about you. Um, and of course, you can see Will and some incredible special guests on the 1st and 2nd of December in London at his event, uh, the personal development event of the year. Will, any final words before we finish up? And thank you for coming on. No, well, first of all, I'd, I'd love to say I'm, I'm extremely grateful for coming on. I think we share a very similar vision in, in wanting to create change and enabling people to enable themselves to be able to create create change. So it's great to be uh, on, online with another like-minded individual that's, that's doing great things, not just here in the UK, but around the globe. So it's, it's really a privilege. So thank you very much. And finally, like I say, I'll just say to people that Yes, begin with the end in mind, but starting is such a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. You wouldn't believe what can happen. Like I say, for me now, I sit back and look over the last three years. So use myself as, a, as, as an example here. I posted one quote a day on social media. 
as a goal of what was then um, uh, empowering uh, a million people. Now my goal is to empower a billion people in my lifetime. And I started that by posting one quote a day on social media, which has compounded and compounded and compounded to now running this great event. We've got a neurolinguistic programming training school. We've got online coaching programs. We've got events that run all over the UK every month. There's so much that's happening because we chose to start. So if you're thinking that you want to start to make a change and you know alcohol is impacting you, you can literally start that today. Start making that change and starting in such a small way and before you know it you'll, you'll be seeing results as long as you stay consistent with the process fantastic well we will definitely definitely be hearing more from you um and uh, really excited to hear about your journey happy to get you back on the podcast again whenever you feel you um, um you're ready to to give us some more insight on your alcohol free journey and just thanks so much for your time absolute pleasure thanks for having me cheers for listening to the One Year No Beer podcast. For a full list of episodes and to join in the challenge yourself, head on over to oneyearnobeer.com. One